Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large Podcast. My name is Chris Los. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine, LD at Large. I hope you're all enjoying reading and listening. I am very very excited today. I have a very special guest. His name is Mark Brickman. He is the managing director and artist at Tactical Inc. I'm very excited to have him on the show because I've had at least a dozen of my previous guests mention him as inspiration or somebody that they have always enjoyed uh, working with. So it only seemed fitting that I would have him on. Thank you so much for making an hour to uh, sit and chat with me. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm wonderful. My hair is growing longer by the day. I'm doing my very best to get outside the house and find some vitamin D and uh, soak it up. But some days it happens, some days it doesn't. I understand. I understand. Where, where are you in the world? Uh, I'm in this little town called Stony Point, just outside of Windsor, Ontario. I am... Ah, Canada. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I am one of the ones that packed up and moved uh, in 2017 to Canada. We find it very peaceful up here. You Canadian? No, my wife is. So is my wife. Yeah, good choice. That Nero Mimi? Not too far. I, I see it on the map. I haven't visited there yet. But we're yeah. we're right next to Windsor and Detroit. Right. Yeah, Omimi is is. Uh, I was up there a few years ago. Yeah. So, did you bring your wife to the U.S.? She was already in the U.S. She was working for. Um, she went to. Uh, she went to Mills College, and she she's from Vancouver, but she went okay. to Mills College, and then she went to Stanford. And then she graduated and, some, and somehow she ended up at Nocturne with Pat Morrow and Herbie Herberts, which I'll never, <laughs> I'll never understand that one, but okay. But I met her, <laughs> I actually met her through Patrick Stansfield. He set us up. So. You know, nice. Yeah. yeah I, I don't have a, I don't have a single bad thing to say about Canadian women. They're all, they're very wonderful people. Well, she's also half Japanese. She was raised Japanese. So it, becomes um kind of a um you know it, it doubles the pleasure in terms so of international lots of apologetic sorries all the time <laughs> they got they, the double apologetic culture there they do but you know so then it's sorry in the japanese culture and sorry in the canadian culture so it's, it's just one big sorry which i'm from philadelphia <laughs> so we don't say sorry we just say fuck you so it's just like yeah you know, and it, it doesn't mean the same either it means like you're really in my way and i'm coming through yeah in yeah. canada the opposite it's just people are constantly opening opening doors even if you're 15 feet away they're still they're still yeah, opening doors fantastic i love canada and so it's i loved i actually love ontario 
and the eastern part of Canada more than than Vancouver. Vancouver's nice, it's good, but I, I actually enjoy Toronto. I really like Toronto. Everything east I like. Cool. You're near Howie. You're near my buddy Howie. Ungerleiter. Yep, yep, not too far. I uh, I'm so close but so far away right now. I have a lot of friends in Toronto. It's good. Yeah, anytime you come on up, we'd be happy to set you up with some maple syrup and. Uh, I got plenty of maple syrup. I get. I have a stack. I have a, a direct line of the C grade, which is the mineral-based maple syrup I get from Canada illegally. That's that's about my that's about the extent of my illegal activities these days. So. That is our uh, our national resource up here. Is the the maple syrup? We it's like it's Fort, really good. Like Fort Knox. Yeah, it's really good too. It's really good stuff. Right on. So I, uh, your name has come up at least a dozen times. Everybody always raves about working with you. Some of them have said, have said it's been a little extra interesting. Other people say that uh, you're really good at bringing out a little extra art, artistry and creativity in them. Is that by design? Are you just pushing to find new things or is that just... Is it a nature or a nurture thing that you, you're always pushing for the extra creative spark? It's not intentional. It's, it's, it's never intentional. Um, it's, not, it's not intentional. But if it okay. happens, then that's a bonus and for everyone. It's a win-win for everyone. So it's definitely not intentional. I can't even imagine what people must say about me. I, I, being being a bit of an introvert, which no one will believe, but I really am. Um, they they probably I, I I stay at home and shudder about what people say about me. But you know, um, and I never understand all the. Um, I never have understood all the attention that I've gotten over the years because it just to me it it was I was just doing my job because I needed to eat. So. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it, I've gone throughout my life just taking, you know, just until I'm slapped down by somebody, you know, on certain levels. Um, and I don't see any way out except quitting. <laughs> then, then, um, <laughs> then um, you know, I, I just continue. And the people that can keep up with me, I'm, I'm, I probably have those all the traits we now have labels for. But, you know, I, I, I'm a bit older, so back when I was growing up, there weren't any labels, you know, it, it was like people, like, people had a lot wider birth for acceptance without labels. And we, you know, mm -hmm. at least my feeling is, is that you, you know, you either accepted your fellow human being or you didn't, you know, you didn't need a label to, to figure out um, whether or not you agreed with them or any of that stuff. So it's a lot harder to live in this world than, than it was. Growing. We lived through the golden age really did. It, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I, 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 I'm glad that a lot of the people that you interviewed had have good things to say about me. That, that makes me happy. And I'm glad I inspired some people. That's great too. Yeah. So I would imagine that when you were growing up, you didn't have the, the, the general specific diagnosis they were just kind of that's mark he's kind of eccentric very creative try and uh funnel him in the in the in a good direction instead of yelling at the birds in the in the park direction is that uh is that a fair analysis i was all i was always in control um okay I mean, 
I mean, just just to jump back for one second, though, it's like, oh, oh that's I, that's the part I don't understand. Everybody always tells me, you know, you inspire. I get emails all day. I, I mean, not all day long, but quite a bit, um, especially when they release new new material from the uh, different you know artists I collaborated with, and I never understand. It's like you know, I, I guess. Uh, on a certain level, that get, I guess I'll have to wait till I'm dead to see the acknowledgements from my industry because <laughs> I've never really been acknowledged for all the things that I did bring to the industry. So, and I'm not saying that in a bitter way at all. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's because I'm the way I am where I go in and I don't talk to the birds, but I have a clear vision of what I want, which is not what anybody else is doing, nor do I ever imitate myself twice, nor do I ever go to anybody else's show just so that I don't see what anybody else is doing. I mean, I'll maybe catch a glimpse sometimes on television or something like that, which isn't a really good, because the work we do is ephemeral. It's not really made for TV. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, and it's there as art in the moment, and then it's over. And it's like, it'll never be hung in a museum and it'll never be. So have, watching on TV just doesn't do it for me. But no, you're right. It's, it's about always, well, I guess on a certain level, just about not, for me personally, not getting bored. Um, so I can't do the same thing twice. Plus, every act, well, I, don't, I can't say that now, th these days. That's why I'm not really doing music anymore. But I can't, uh, you know, every, I looked at every artist as an individual. Um, and I look at people mm -hmm. that way. I look, uh, to me, it's just humanity it's there isn't all these again these classifications and things that make us understand things better to me it's very confusing it really it gets me mm. tongue-tied it sounds like you come from a place of just radical honesty to yourself where you're like no this is what this is what i want to do so that's what we're doing and if you want to do what i'm doing then yeah come come with me because we're going to make we're going to make some art and we're going to make a page it's like great, great film directors from the 40s and the 50s. If you look at the films and, 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 and either way they shoot them, one camera, and the actors are acting inside of one camera, it's not moving, no editing, sometimes one take, the lighting is beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, and then the best part for me is always, you know, looking at the credits, sometimes in the beginning, not at the end and you know, right. there's, maybe, there's maybe 30 people involved or something now it takes like a full three minutes or four minutes sometimes even five minutes to get through the credits on films yeah so you have that many people around one idea it's no longer one idea nor is there anyone really in charge and so it's kind of a group think that i think actually you know affects the piece of art, it's like a painter. I paint a lot. And, right. and uh, I pulled out a painting last night. My wife need we're, we're doing some work around the house and, and, I, and, I, and I needed to fill a hole. So I reached into my closet and found this painting. And um, I didn't even look at it. It looked like the right size and color. I just pulled it out. I saw there was some writing on the back, I threw it on the wall and then it suddenly was, I liked it. So it took me all day to take it off the wall again and look at when I did it. And, uh, 
it was six years ago. <laughs> and I went, wow, did I really paint? And then I was like really looking at it thinking, how did I even do this? I could not read, you know, because I don't catalog anything. So I had no idea the materials I used or how, I was even questioning whether it was oil, but it, it was, but it was a really good. And then when I realized I had painted it almost six years to the day, that, that blew my mind. Yeah, it was. Wow. I painted it on my birthday, June 15th, six years ago, uh, as a birthday gift to myself. So um, I, I find the same thing happen. So inside of our world, you know, it used to be the artist and you had the manager and the record company and you go on tour, you had the promoter and then you had your crew and then it became the family right. and you'd be out there. The family could be out there for, you know, on vacation for a couple of years, maybe, you know, and you were safe and protected. You were in the bubble. And, you, and, and what happened was the rehearsals were very minimal up until the time we got to 87, when I kind of changed the whole landscape of, live shows because it mm -hmm. was the first time uh, anybody ever assembled a team of people to run the show and but prior to that it was it was pretty it was pretty mellow in 87 it, it changed i suddenly when very light came out i realized i couldn't i wanted to do something i did just didn't want the genesis very light show i wanted to really use the product what it was designed for which was a moving light which meant that you could move the light through space right through X, Z. even though tate towers takes credit for doing that in 93 being the first one i actually was the first one doing in 87 but it's okay again on my headstone maybe someone will be kind and put that there that was important <laughs> Um, but but uh, but, uh, but it was great what was great about it was i took on the role of like a coach or a conductor or a way to bring out in each one of the programmers that I hired on each one of their disciplines, their, their best artistic abilities and put it all together into one picture, you know? And I also was very lucky to have an act Pink Floyd that always had given me complete freedom. You know? And there's Steve Miller calling me. But I'm gonna have to say I can't talk to you right now. Um, he's a really I'm I'm honored that you would do that. Thank you. That's uh, well, I, that, I can't just get on the phone and it's easier. <laughs> to back in a he's a uh, good, really good friend. So you just kind of touch on a major topic that in our industry and art in general has gone from the from the work of a single visionary to a corporatization. It's not just Walt Disney anymore. It's Walt Disney Inc. Or, or Pixar. There is no visionary anymore. Whereas it used to be just a Mark Brickman design. Now it's uh, the entire Inc. is responsible for that. Do you think that's led to bigger and better or is it just cookie cutter now? Um, well, you know, I don't, think, I don't think it's good or bad because, you know, okay. we, we all, we all have a, we all have a trajectory and it's limited in your time and everyone passes through different parts of their, their life at different times, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think at that point in the, in the conversation, you know, one has to just kind of go, um, I mean, I could have probably stayed in the business, but shit, look where I'd be right now. I'd probably be ready to put a gun to my head you know, <laughs> given what's going on out there. But, you know, in, in all honesty, I, I left 10 years ago, really. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, except for Steve Miller, Neil Young, David Gilmore, and Hans Zimmer, um, in the last 10 years, I, I haven't actively been in the business, you know, but, and those people, um, um, and, the, and those people um, um, are my friends. So, um, you know, they, they That's cool. you know, it's, it's, they, they call me, you know, it becomes. Um, you stay true to your friends and your friendships. Well, they, they, they're very loyal to me. I can, I could probably say that, you know, and I don't have to go through layers of managers or production managers or other people, artistic directors they hire who suddenly, you know, I'm just the lighting guy, go sit over here. Because ultimately what happens is I get in these situations and I'm, I'm being handed materials that they want me to, that's their mood boards. And it's mm-hmm. all my shit from 30 years ago. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, and I, I just, yeah, there's really nothing new. I mean, I'm doing some new stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that to, I'm not saying that to um, pat myself on the back or anything. As a matter of fact, we ju- we were just working on some stuff this morning. It was actually it was last night, and and one of the one of the artists working with me sent the cut, and it was Hans Zimmer's stuff from four three four years ago. I ha- I don't ever look at anything I do afterwards, and so um, they sent it. And it was 13 minutes and it was so awesome. And it was like, holy shit. And everybody was going, we, we've never seen anything. I mean, my team, they all, because nobody else really goes back and looks either now. That's the one thing that we all share. Right. I don't. We just keep moving forward, right? We're up to about anywhere. We have a core team of uh, five people. And then we, 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 we have expanded during this pandemic up to like eight or nine you know, we've gotten busy. So, um, good for you. Yeah. I I wander too when I talk. So you just saw, I just wandered. That's very refreshing to hear. It's good to hear that, uh, this is a great time to be expanding. There's, uh, there's so many people available and I'm sure I would imagine there's full of fresh ideas on the open market right now. I'm not sure about Uh, that. You know, I'm not sure, but they're trying. I know they're trying. Um, Right. I think just like, the social unrest that's happening, there needs to be a rethink of, of art also. And I think that um, uh, it's, it has become that commercialization that you've described. And as soon as it smells of that, I, I'm, I don't even bother trying because I know I won't fit in. So there's, I don't waste my energy even trying to be, to be someone I'm not. So I just go another path. I would imagine that uh, attracts people to you to kind of not really bring new ideas to you. No, 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 nobody calls me. I'm I'm actually a pretty lonely guy, you know. I'm not remembered. I've never gotten my lifetime achievement award from the Parnellis, even though I had the first Parnelli they ever gave. And Rick O'Brien was a really good friend of mine because he used to drive a truck for me on Bruce Springsteen back in the '70s, you know. But all that, you know, Patrick passed away and, you know, now it's, I don't even know what it is anymore. I, I went, the last time I went was um, last year because my really close friend, Mark Greg had died. And um, I went, the family asked me to go because mm-hmm. they were going to get an award. And I had to help them and Ted and everybody because it was really pretty emotional. He just went to sleep and didn't wake up. And he was a crucial, crucial part of my 
my team of, of merry pranksters. And, um, um, you know, it was a really big loss for me. So I went then, but it, it was pretty weird. What was weird about it was, you know, that we had empowered this one guy, all these companies empowered this one guy and it, and it was the worst show ever. And it's like, we create all these incredible shows. We have all this incredible technology. We, we rule the universe. How can we be looking at this? This it looked like a bad high school play up there, you know? And I thought to myself, you know, there's a better way of doing this, you know? And, and first of all, to get this plaque that says, hey man, you're really cool. I mean, it, it, even in this day and age, even the way the voting system could be, could be so much more fun. You know, even though I'm not that involved daily, there were so many different, and one year I talked to it about it with Patrick Woodruff. And by the end of the meal or whatever, the two of us had like, we had it all worked out. We were gonna start our own award show called, um, was, um, oh, not dead yet. Um, so what was the, what would the, um, it would be, um, I don't remember. Anyway. Um, the, end, the Indies Award? But not the, the Indies. I'm Indies. not dead yet. Yeah, it's the Indies, right? I'm not dead yet. Um, I would totally go. Uh, if you're selling tickets, let me know. I'm no, in. it wouldn't be tickets. You'd be voting every day from the time January 1st starts till, let's say, October 1st. You vote okay. every day. Right, whatever Tory or anything, it all goes up to a central voting bank, right? Of whatever, right? And 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 all kinds of incidents and videos and all kinds of shit happens, right? And when you get to Vegas, you're not sitting down at a horrible like sit down meal where they serve you. You're having one big ass party in the ballroom, right? Where where at the end, they're basically whoever the winner of like this contest that had gone on for like ten months. Gets a hundred thousand dollars. Each category gets a hundred grand, right? Because if you think about it, the, the amount of money that the sponsors are paying, if you add it all up, they're spending at least a half a million dollars. So let's just say the top awards get a hundred grand, and then the ones below maybe get seventy-five and fifty. If you're walking home with some cash in your pocket, fuck. I think everybody would really love that experience, right? And that to me, and you don't have to sit through this. What are you doing? A game show? <laughs> Is it an award show? What the fuck? Let's go have some fun. I mean, I just don't get it. I, I don't know why everybody just buys into this shit. It's like, it's crazy. Sorry, this is, this is a podcast and I'm going <laughs> off. Anybody I, out there hears it though, man. If somebody wants to do this idea, call me. I mean, you know, anytime, send me an email. These are the things that we are, we're entertainment professionals. We should know how to put on an entertaining show, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly the point. And I mean, and we don't need to like sit there through this, like, like we're like old people at some kind of weird country club. That's called <laughs> Las Vegas. Fucking Las Vegas. I feel like I'm in this, like, what the fuck? I mean, the actual, so they moved it to, to they moved it to NAM, right? They moved the thing to mm -hmm. NAM. So it's right. even bigger than going to um, LDI. LDI was cool because it was confined and it was really, you know, now NAM is just like a zoo. Right. So you go mm -hmm. to this thing and it, the night that I went with the, and trying to meet Greg's family in the middle of the cr crush, it, it was actually weird. It, it was a weird night. But, yeah. NAM is uh, like a hundred thousand people as opposed to LDI, which is, you know, 15. Exactly. I, don't, I don't know these exact numbers, but that's okay. You know, more the merrier. Maybe we could bring in, maybe at each show we go to, 
the crowd can vote also on our people, how they there were you go. Out, how the lights were, how, I mean, we have the technology to do this. So the money, the hundred grand could even get bigger because you have a bigger fan base. I mean, if you do the number, use the data the right way. I mean, we have an award show that's like from 1955. I mean, it's like, fuck. So anyway, I won't get off on that, but I so mean, it's on so top of voting, thing. would you also be able to allow criticisms? You're like, ah, oh, your design sucks. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but no, why not? I mean, they do that. Wait, we why do that, not? We do that all day long, don't we? I mean, that's the way we yeah. do it. That's our culture. But think about that. Think about showing up. You go to NAM, and at night, you know, you're going to have one big-ass party in, in Vegas, and you're going to be in this one huge room with all your friends, and you're going to be drinking and having hors d'oeuvres, and you're waiting to hear if you won the 100 grand, you know, in your category. Yeah. And if it's not, if the lowest prize is 25 grand, you know, whatever way you scale it, you walk out of that room with 25,000 in your pocket, you're going to do even a better job next year because you want to get up to the 100 grand. I mean, yeah. it's just human nature. This is what we do. We create these moments for other people. Why can't we create it for ourselves? If everything goes right, you're going to get that 25,000 back in bar sales anyway. Well, no, but, but you take the money from all the people that support PLSN. Yeah. It's got to be at least a half a million dollars a year, right? <laughs> and, and at least. Just all the, com the companies would throw down even more money because it's like having a Christmas party. I mean, it's October. You could just say it's Christmas, Thanksgiving combined. And you, and you really can up the ante because it's exciting. That's what we do. We create exciting events. And I'm, I mean, it's like, wow. Okay. I will definitely run it up the flagpole. Uh, okay, as man. soon as we hang up today, I will definitely run this up the flagpole. I'm sure Terry would, he'll really, and Marshall, <laughs> Terry and Marshall would be very happy to hear this. Right. I'm sure they're going to be overjoyed that I said this. But I love that. Guy. I love and I love Terry Lowe. No offense, just wake up. <laughs> so the, the hard part is people like you, you're saying that you don't watch other people's shows, but do you still have to judge? Are you, do you get a vote if you haven't watched anybody else's show? I'm out of it now, man. I'm like, I'm like the, I'm like the granddad, you know, I'm like fucking, when I started in the business, um, Chipmunk was one of my big influences, you know, okay. you know, Chip moved to Australia a long time ago and clever guy, know, the air went out of the universe for me. I mean, that was back in the, he didn't move to Australia in the seventies, but you know, when he's, mm -hmm. he stopped working really pretty, where I would really watch shows, but no, I, I go to shows, but they were all the same now. They, mm -hmm. They're all the same. There, there isn't anything new. And they all, they're, they're and, and, and it was funny because again, this thing that we watched this morning, some, some, it, it, the video was so, it, the video was so in tune. It, it, some, some of the content had 200 layers, hand-drawn animation where it, no generative, um, generative equipment was used. There weren't any like pre-recorded buttons where I hit this button and then it does this. I mean, this was someone's soul out on the screen. So the mm. artist who created it. And it, the difference in, in the feeling, because I turned off all the lights also during this section of the show that I was working on. I turned out, it was a 60 piece orchestra and all the lights were turned out. So you had, you had like 40 minutes of no stage lighting, just except specials to pick out people, you know. Um, other than that, it was a bunch of projectors on the orchestra and an LED screen behind, all in sync. 
and it was bad. It was, but the, it was the that the content and the music were perfect. It wasn't gratuitous and maybe missing the beats and the detail because that's what it's all about. That's what it's always been mm -hmm. for me is being right there at the music. Right. See, I got yeah, something. Doesn't matter. I did get. I did get a little bit of the interview. You know, I mean, I did bring it around to make it work. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. You bring it coming full circle with your, with your ideas here. It's almost like you have a plan. I don't. <laughs> you, yeah. you, fool, you fooled my listeners. You fooled me. It, it almost sounds like you have a plan. I know I'm really going to regret this one if I ever listen to it. I, I know I'm going to cringe. <laughs> so it sounds like you are purposefully avoiding seeing other people's shows because you you're afraid it would influence your designs. Is that, is that accurate to say? I used to go to shows, not very many. I can't tell you the last show. Oh, excuse me. That's wrong. So the last show I was at actually I'm blessed was in February, uh, last week of january first week of february it was david Byrne's show oh that's a great one it, it was the fifth time i had saw it my friend steve miller just called me had had gone nine times i mm -hmm. went with him the first well i i kept coming back and forth in new york so i kept every time i come in we go and that was probably the most brilliant piece of art that i've seen um in in years and the funny part about it was that in the in the beginning when he was putting that together i i actually was talking to him and i had a few meetings with him and then it got canceled i think he had some management things going on and agent things going on and, and then we kind of lost touch and he got a whole new crew a lot of the ideas were the same um okay and and um and he it was magnificent it was absolutely magnificent so simple so simple yeah, but that that's where he was at. And he and it was the meetings I had with him were, were just fantastic. So I wrote to him after the second or third time I went, I actually wrote to him and said, you know, like, I'm just blown away. Thank you. Just like a big thank you. He wrote back to me. He did. He was very gracious. I was really touched. I mean, it's that kind of humility in the business where, you know, you don't see that in a lot of these acts. I don't think you get that in, you know, You'd be lucky if the act even knows the name of the lighting operator, mm -hmm. you, 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 or or it could even recognize them by by uh, by you know by by looking at them. You know they're more concerned with their Instagram, I guess, or their Facebook. <laughs> the amount of technology that was on that show was invisible. It, it, it was, was that was always his. That was the thing we talked about. In the beginning, I funny part was I had all I was sitting there with Steve and toward the end, I and I had forgot I, I actually knew I had these conversations, but I had forgotten anything about it. Mm -hmm. And at, at the end of the show, I turned to Steve and I went, I got to send you some frames, man. You're not going to believe this. So I went back and found all the correspondence and I sent him some of the, the renderings I did you know, in the beginning and they were very, and they were close. I'm not, and, and, and that was because we were collaborating. So the ideas were in his head, you know, Okay. and, and, and he just kept going at it. You know, no, it was, it, it was a vision I immediately understood because that's kind of what's always been in my head too. So it mm -hmm. was easy for me, but to actually see it come out in the real world, man, that's why I had to go five times. 
I was addicted. And now I know that will be the last show that, you know, in my lifetime that was presented and that I witnessed in the model that I grew up with. Cause it'll never ever be the same ever again. Mm-hmm. It'll never be the same. I, I can only imagine who would have come up with the idea to be able to do an entire show without a single instrument on stage. I mean, there's no, there's no drum kit set up. There was no amps was, on the floor. There was, it was just a clean white carpet. We started, we started, um, we started with some instruments, but they went away quickly. Like I said, mm-hmm. we, we got into, we were into it for about a month and then it blew up. Something happened on his side and then right. it just stopped. And then, and, um, and then I know I kind of kept looking and it looked like he canceled for the year. And then mm-hmm. suddenly I saw he popped up again. And I guess he got a whole new team and some other people came in. Yeah. But, but it was always his intention not to have any, not to have that any instruments on the stage. Always. Cool. You brilliant. have uh, you have good brilliant. taste in shows that you do go to. That's uh, my, that was my wife and I went to that one. It, it was amazing. But I saw it on Broadway five times. I mean, cool. it, it was, it was just, it, it, I can't even, but again, it'll probably be the last Broadway show that will, I don't understand how they're going to open these Broadway shows and for them to be any kind of anything, even if you put partitions between the seats that are 18 inch centers. Um, and yeah, you that's not go, why we go to shows, is it? No. And you can't go in and, and have 25% of the crowd. You've got to have, minimum 70 just to break even or 80 mm-hmm. you know, to break even. So I don't get it. You know, um, I, I feel horrible. I mean, absolutely devastated, but you know, along with the devastation is, is, is thought about, mm-hmm. you know, what's next. Was it the lack of fresh ideas that kind of drove you into the, the architectural side? Are you finding new challenges? That. No, I just couldn't deal with, I couldn't deal with our industry anymore. And they couldn't deal with me. <laughs> it no, does, it does go both ways there. Now the industry itself, I, I'm really transparent and, and um, honest mm-hmm. to, to a fault. I have no filters. I've I noticed. Probably a little bit Asperger, you know, but, um, or not, I don't know what it is. I, I, I think that when you lose the uh, the intention of why you're there mm. over um, some bolts and nuts, and I mean it's yes, it's it's great that the that you create these things, but it doesn't always work for every show. Right. Do it for every show because you're you're selling a spectacle. And maybe that's not the reason you're there. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, and, but then the artist believes it is. It's all about how rich I can get and how powerful I can get and how much the managers can get and how much the agents can get and how much everybody, I get it. There's nothing wrong with earning money. I'm not saying that's wrong, but you know, the unrest that's here now, I kind of did things 25 years ago that I was shot down for that probably if they had let me do it probably would have and it involves the internet and education and, 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 and giving people hope and, 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 um, and cash <laughs> kids <laughs> in the inner city by learning 
and it involved entertainment and gaming. And, um, you know, I've, I've been, I've had three or four different incarnations of it. And each time I got, I got shot down because every, because it wasn't the way it worked. You know, it wasn't the way that the advertisers had all set up. So when I, this thing first hit and I watched everything get shut down, I kind of thought to myself, that's interesting, you know? And I didn't think, I didn't think, I didn't, but what I'm not seeing, I actually thought it was a moment where everybody was going to take a breath and really so get, too. And get in touch with themselves. <laughs> I really thought it was like, whoa, this, this is, this is going to be good. This is going to be, yeah, finally, like we can all have a conversation. No, it's okay. Like I said, we've been really lucky. I've been absolutely lucky that where we are in our business and all the collaborators around me, my team, you know, it's not my team, it's our team, but, you know, everyone that's working with us, we've managed to, to just float above it a bit. We, we haven't been that impacted. And I'm not, I shouldn't talk about it too much because I don't want to jinx it, but we've, we've been good. And I, and I still see lots of opportunities to, to do different things, you know. It sounds like you're looking for the next normal. Uh, I see a lot of people striving to get back to the old normal and that's, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, I don't think, I don't think you can call it next normal. It's just. Next. It's like, we're, we're all going to need art. And we're all going to need to be inspired by art. And, and that is encompasses everything and right. all the subjects of art. Um, and people need to be in, people need to be communicating with other real human beings. So what, what, if you have, you add all that up, what it sounds like to me that it's going to go back to being local. It's going to go back to things that are local, not global. Mm -hmm. And cause that's, that's about the speed where everybody's going to feel safe. Right. And you need to make everybody feel safe. And given you can't be controlled by this huge machine that really doesn't know what people are saying on the street in certain towns, like the town you live in, you know, by being more in touch with the people in your town, yeah. it's going to radiate out rather than you all being scared about all these things going on. You know, I mean, you, you, you find your own normal, then you find your normal where you live. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that that's for me, like, like I'm, I love New York. I miss New York. I, I, I was going to New York a couple times a month. I, I was in New York on March 10th. I was on my way to Europe. You know, mm -hmm. I turned around and came home on March 10th. I was very, I was really lucky. I could have gotten caught in all kinds of shit if I'd gone to Europe. I've been really happy here for, for four months, three months, whatever I, whatever. I don't even know how long I've been here. I agree with you. I, I, I wish that entertainment was more local. Some of the, the mega hyper conglomerates are just, they're not, not going to happen. They're not suiting their, their audiences the way they should be. And what's it called? Global citizen and those concerts they're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's not something I would go back again. Uh, the, the one time was, yeah, but, uh, it, it, it lacks the heart that, no, uh, that we're looking that, for. Basically what you were talking about before, there is no single vision there. Right. There is no reason to be there. Um, it's just, we've been there, done that 30 years ago. It's called Live Aid. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd have to look into it and try and figure out where all the money from that one went to. I, uh, 
I'm, I'm only talking about what comes out to the yeah. audience. I don't care. The money thing is a whole other, I don't yeah. get involved with that, but just the fact of how you really, if you're really trying to affect people, are you really affecting people? You know, and 30 years on doing the same formula, do you really think people are really like, they care? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think anybody cares. It's tough. I, a lot of people are too, too scared to, to do anything other than play it safe. Like, well, it worked then. That ain't safe. That ain't safe. Anyway, I, yeah. I have total respect for everybody. I just know, I know what I know and I know what I've done and I know I've sat in audiences for 40 years and I or more longer and I know the effect that people you know my peers we've had we have on an audience during a live show when everyone is in the in the moment what can we do to bring in more diverse creative ideas into our industry how can we bring in how can we encourage people to like actually really step outside the box and come up with big ideas in the lighting industry? I agree. It's really hard. Um, it is hard. And I, but I think the opportunity is now if, if people are going to do it, I, th I think in the next six months to eight months, you'll see a shift in how things are going to be. And it's those moments. If you can see the, the hole in the wall to jump through, <laughs> creative and innovative then you'll be able to make a change just like we did back in the 60s and early it's a great 70s. analogy look for the hole thank you so wall. much for your time mark all i right, appreciate it all right man take care stay safe appreciate it. you too